Okay, so welcome to Orc Public Radio. My name's War, and I will be your host. We're coming to you live from central Minnesota. However, uh, our friend Devin is in Ohio, as is our guest, who will soon be on the show. Um, the time here is 8.30 p.m. central time, actually 8.31, because we fell a little behind. We are ready to have a blast, and hopefully you are too. Um, before I get going, I would like to actually thank the entire podcast community who's been helping me. Um, we thought of this a few weeks ago, and already it has come to fruition like crazy. Uh, me and my co-host Devin um, put all this tech stuff together within a few days, and we have botched a lot of things, but uh, it's amazing how much we've done. Um, I'd like to give out a shout out to Frasley at the Frazzlecast. He's been incredibly communicative, really helpful, and awesome to listen to and look for inspiration from. Uh, ben at Azeroth Roundtable Podcast. He has actually been sending me DMs and helping me uh, set this up, so I'd like to give a shout out to him. Uh, Navar at the Summoning Stone Podcast, also giving me tips and tricks and advice. And also, of course, I think anyone in the podcast world in Warcraft wise knows about brian black slash rho on twitter uh he significantly helped me at the beginning helped me find everywhere to put everything and uh he's an awesome dude so i hope you follow all these people and start checking them out we'd also like to give a really special thank you to um a, a good helper and a friend and um her name's megan megan wow on twitter um she made uncle Sourfang, which is our logo and uh, we want you to like Uncle Sourfang because I think it's awesome. And uh, if I missed anyone, I do apologize. But let us know, and we will correct that. We will make sure you get your airtime. So thank you to everyone, and uh, let's begin. So uh, in this podcast, we hope to focus on some of our favorite games, the, the current news involved with those games, discussion about political world you know, the political world surrounding those games. I think that's something that's missing in podcasts. People are kind of afraid to have a discourse and a discussion about um, the, the politics involved in gaming. And uh, we want to do it in an environment where people feel like they can say what they want without offending each other in, in an intellectual way. So um, we hope to at least every episode kind of touch on one little political thing. Um, we also want to focus on many of the other facets of the gaming community that we find intriguing. Um, many of the titles that we'll be focusing on include, of course, World of Warcraft, uh, Heroes of the Storm, StarCraft II, probably other Blizzard titles as they come along and, and they add updates. Um, we do talk about PUBG a little bit. We do play Player Unknowns. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, we play quite frequently. Um, we might talk about that a little bit. Um, and many, many more. Like I said, it's not limited. We're definitely down to talk about any games and any of the games that we come into contact with. And if any fans or anyone have any suggestions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. I am active on that all day, every day, and uh, we'll definitely get back to you about it. Um, so tonight, I am joined by my two co-hosts, 
Uh, first up, we have the old dog, or Devin, better known as. Uh, he is an old friend. I've known him since middle school. He's an awesome guy, um, huge wild player, and uh, he he definitely is experienced in the gaming industry or gaming community, I should say. So, Devin, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Hey, um, yeah, I'm over here on the right side. So, <laughs> how's it uh, going today? Uh, pretty great. Um, this is our first podcast. I'm pretty excited. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. <laughs> Get this off the ground finally, right? Yeah. This is something, isn't it? Well, um, after that, we have Lad. Um, I think he is referred to as the Mighty Scree, but right now I'm seeing Sir Scree. It does. Um, it changes based on how he's <laughs> feeling, you know. Well, yeah. You know, I've I've gone by several names. You know, obviously, Kokumbabu and Hots. Uh, I've also been known <laughs> before as Scrolge the Weakling, uh, Borbish Schlock. Um, maybe someday scrambles the death dealer, but one can only. I think scrambles the death dealer is the best. I, I think that's your death knight name right there. But did he hear that you were beat up by gnomes in high school? Is that true? Yeah, no. I heard that too. Well, yeah, no, not. I wouldn't call them gnomes. Yeah, I, I heard it was immediately after your graduation from the arcane school of magic. They were at least one of them was a dwarf. Uh, let me just put and make that clear. Well, dwarves are a lot tougher, right? So, yeah. Oh, no offense, Scramblies. I mean, Frasley. <laughs> Scramblies. <laughs> Death Lord Scramblies. Oh, yeah. Thank, thanks for the shout out to Tahu, Chevy Tahu on that great logo. Um, so, yeah. Um, starting with Devin, uh, tell us a little bit about the games you play. Tell us about your interests. Um, let the audience know. Uh, I play a lot of World of Warcraft, a lot of uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I really like the single-player role-playing games, uh, things like that. Um, yeah, that's that's. I play a little bit of everything. I'm all over the place, man. Cool. Uh, Lat? Um, well, man, my gaming has sadly decreased over the last couple of years, mostly just because of working a lot and various other things going on in life. But uh, predominantly I play Starcraft two and hots these days. Um, I mean, I've gone through a lot of things. I used to play league of legends a lot. Um, recently I was playing uh, darkest dungeon for a while. Oh yeah. That game's so good. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of, I uh, so mostly, mostly, just play RTSs and, and MOBAs these days. Not so many Best games and other things. Um, Dabble in a tiny bit of Magic the Gathering still. Although, oh, yeah. Um, we all do here, yeah, I, I hardly, believe. I've hardly been doing it all lately. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you mean this Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yeah, I could. I should have been wearing my, my sweet D&D hat from the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> um So yeah. Awesome. Um on to me, I guess, huh? Um You guys want to ask me questions? Just kidding. I I'm supposed to introduce myself. Um yeah, so my name is War. Uh Even on BattleNet, I am War. I've been War since Warcraft 3. Um 
So yeah, I've been playing Blizzard games since I was a wee small little orc. Um, I'd say uh, it really started with Warcraft 2, but when I was playing Warcraft 2, I got Warcraft 1 as well, and I played them like crazy. And I played Warcraft 3 like crazy as well. Um, And I I loved it from the get-go. I think Warcraft RTS is just as good as WoW, if not better. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I love WoW too. And um, I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft since vanilla. Um, I got really serious, started getting serious in Burning Crusade, and then I got officially serious in uh, Wrath of the Lich King and, um, you know, became a raider at during Wrath and during Cat I was raiding. Um, but uh, yeah, too bad. No, no Warcraft 4. I beg every day. You can ask Lad. I talk about every time we talk about games, I'm like, Man, I hope Warcraft Four comes out. They, it's like the only you gotta thing. I think want. there will be eventually. I mean, oh, I, I, there's no doubt that Warcraft Four, you know, is it's definitely in the works. It's just, it's a matter of time. Whatever, you know, I think stops it, making them so much money. I think yeah, it's going to require WoW to not have, I think, as big of a following. It's also going to require StarCraft to probably dwindle in esports numbers and then. Um, you know, overall followers of that title. And then that will be their cue. Like, okay, now we have to do this because only Overwatch is holding Blizzard together. I mean, uh, so um, yeah, me, I'm also an anthropology major. Um, I go to college here in central Minnesota. Um, I, I don't know. I play games with these guys all the time. That's why I had them on the show. We want to do a show where we talk about the stuff we love. And uh, also talk about a lot of ideas and issues going on right now, uh, especially centered around the world of gaming. So, um, yeah. Ready to move on, boys? Boys. All right. Well, um, so let me see here. First off, we have our topic number one. The big games right now in all caps. Wish I could put that across the screen. Um, yeah, I, I took some notes here. I said, you know, probably the number one game right now that everyone's aware of is Fortnite. Fortnite is just might as well be called God Knight. It seems to be the League of Legends of right now, of this current age. Um, Free and everybody loves it. Right. I think you pulled up a, a thing the other day. What did you pull up last night? It showed um, sort of the stats right now. It said World of Warcraft was like the third most played game, but the number one most played game was... Um, it's still... It was Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite, uh, League of Legends. Looked like it fell a little bit. I think it was number two. Oh. Who was number two? League of Legends, League? wasn't it? I mean, they still have... No, because it was in the top five, I think, but it still wasn't the most... Mm. Yeah. Oh, his nephew is obsessed with Fortnite. Yeah, my nieces and nephews obsessed with Fortnite. I mean, it's genius because it's what PUBG is, except it's kid friendly. It's All family friendly. And oh yeah, the, free. The, it's easy to get into, and it, it it makes WoW look dark. It makes World of Warcraft look edgy. I was, I, that, I haven't played it, but I was reminded. I ran into a video where this guy was commenting on this. Some brat English kid was stole. A bunch of money from his mom and just spend it on Fortnite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, she was pissed, man. I would be too. That kid, he honors <laughs> us all. Yes. What a beast. Um, of course, Heroes of the Storm. I know that's up there. Um, I mean, it's up there for us. But I actually, I've been going around town. I've been talking to dudes and learning, hey, uh, Hots is really building in popularity. And recently, because of, um, I guess the big thing people are talking about is the balancing, which we just got a balance patch in Heroes of the Storm. However, um, the game in general is just incredibly balanced. I think that makes it attractive versus League of Legends and Dota 2, even though I think Dota 2 is pretty balanced. It's just incredibly time-consuming. And, of course, StarCraft 2 is up there. I think StarCraft's still big, big enough to have a gaming following. You know, I'd say you have to be a niche. It's got to be your niche, but it's still pretty pretty big yeah i mean there's people um, streaming it all the time there's still tournaments so I, it's just not it doesn't seem to be growing from what i understand yeah well they really need a new iteration of it too they've kind of uh done all they can do with starcraft 2 and it's starcraft 3 with new mechanics and upgrades <laughs> that just means warcraft 4 man you mean warcraft 4 with new mechanics Oh man, we're just getting tweets like crazy right now. I can't keep up. It is, it is impressive. I to have all these people already. I, I was thinking oh, this is going to be rough because I have no idea what I'm doing. One thing about playing StarCraft for some reason, I never was able to build a star. Yeah, that is yes, actually exactly. You don't. You don't so much. Craft we always stars. say we're going to go craft stars, yeah. and then we never do. I only craft tanks and hand them to Lad. That's why I, so, I prefer to say just going to burn space. Like, hey, you want to go burn space with me? Oh, yeah. Boy, God King space. Trump leading us to burn the space <laughs> with our space wars. Space Wars 2, Wings of Liberty. Space Force. Um, <laughs> space Force 2. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, what else am I missing here, guys? Some big games. What are things people are playing? What am I missing? I mean, Siege is... Oh, a Lovecraft game? Siege is high in popularity, so- even though it's not streamed as much as I think it should be. It's a very popular shooter yeah. right now. Uh, Call of Duty's still up there, even though that uh, they've lost a lot of their popularity. They're still a really played game. Well, yeah, didn't a lot of their players kind of go over to Battlefield? Battlefield 1? A lot of them did, but not everybody. Hmm. Yes, it's HP Lovecraft. Yeah, he's a beast. He, um, I will correct it, though, and, and inform. He was an incredibly prejudiced individual. And if you go and read his work, it's it's pretty messed up. But wow. he did write a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah, he so much <laughs> stuff about, like, degenerate races and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and he even talks about humans, like, in a way that's, you know... Somewhat pretty racist. <laughs> I, I think he was generally had a somewhat of a note of general misanthropy about him, to be honest. Like, I don't know a lot of his characters. He doesn't really convey anybody in a particularly positive. Level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to keep the negative mood, right? Otherwise you're not serving Cthulhu crop properly. Right. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, however. Is off. Look, I just, I mean, Yog saron Yeah, and Azoth, same diff, right? Yeah. Um, let's see, we've got that. Um, trying to think of some other titles. 
But honestly, the reason I'm bringing up this in the first place is our first topic, which isn't even really a topic. We're just saying and blurting out names of games is, uh, you know, for fans and to see what people want us to talk about. Now, I'm already well aware people want us to talk about World of Warcraft. Um, we really want to talk about Heroes of the Storm, I think, because, well, we, we, we've all loved HOTS. I've been playing since like Alpha. I think Lad has been too. Um, and uh, I think, honestly, though, we just want to cover things that fans want to hear too. And uh, so if you've got any games that you'd like to hear more about, hopefully it's not too, uh, you know, obscure. Uh, we definitely would like to look into it and play it, play it with you and check it out. So just let us know. Um, but it comes to my final question, which I mean, it might, this is a bit anecdotal. I don't have a lot of evidence for this, but I'd like to say, I feels like why aren't people playing League of Legends as much as they were? Oh, City of Heroes. <laughs> that, that poor MMO. Um, nope, nope. I, I'm getting distracted. Bunny trails. Okay. Um, yeah. Why aren't people playing League of Legends as much? That is anecdotal on my part because we saw the numbers that people are still playing. But the question is, where are they? Well, there's, I mean, they're going from the premier MOBA game to being less than what they were. Their only competition in the beginning was the Dota and now, now I mean, Heroes is coming out. Uh, what Smite Paladins? The other one never played, but yeah, Smite is up there. Paladins, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, but it's it's drawing as... away players. Is what I'm saying is they have more options to go yeah. to. It's not its own genre or genre now, right? Um, they're pointing out the toxicity, which I completely agree with. Even the times I've sat with Latin and we're like, hey, let's just play a game of League. We've always bumped into someone who's really toxic. Right. It always um, was that way, though. So there's nothing new about yeah. that. You know, it was always super toxic, even when it was skyrocketing and growing like crazy. Because so, they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you either played so it you when it was toxic the- or you didn't play it at all. <laughs> Either you become toxic or get banned. <laughs> Is that why they have the tribunal? You're not toxic enough. Well, I've I've noted before. I, I, I think it. that there's something about MOBA games. Like, I mean, every game, every game can have people who just fly off the hook and become super toxic. But it seemed to me that MOBAs in specific, like you put St. Francis of Assisi on fucking League of Legends, like pretty soon he'll be like, you and I hope you die in a car crash, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like there's yeah. something about the, those games themselves that like bring out a lot of vitriol in people. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it- – well, we we play Rainbow Six Siege, and man, I get something every week. Right. People have trolled me into getting myself banned. Oh, that's the worst. Um, I've shot the hostage too many times, which is very funny because usually it's just a complete accident. Um, and then it insta-bans you. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I think League of Legends also is just getting outdated. Like, it's not the same as WoW. WoW 
continues to make these updates in such a way that it continues to modernize its game, its content and its gameplay. They keep changing classes, which I don't always agree with, but especially on my shaman right now, there's some good changes and some I'm really not happy about. Um, and I think that uh, certain titles, games continue to update and modernize just like hots. Heroes of the storm is always updating. They're always coming out with new champs. They're always on top of it. And uh, they're also on top of the the reward system, whereas League of Legends reward system right now, I, I think, I mean, for me, every time I look at it, I'm like, Ugh, I don't think the gameplay gross. is what's really holding it back. I think it's they're not implementing anything new. There's no reward. Well, that like. is one thing. Well, if they do, they just throw a new skin on uh, the the camps or something. Or give them a different right. Buff. I was just gonna bring it you up. There's I mean. really there's only one map for League of Legends that's competitive. Like, sure, they added these other, yeah. but like even three v back when I played, even like three v threes, and then ARAM and all that. Those are just like fun. You know, those are fun to mess around yeah. game modes. Like the only mode that's really competitive is just the one map: Summoner's Rift, three lanes. You yeah. know what would be sweet is if World of Warcraft added a PvP mode that's just a RAM. I would play the crap out of that. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Just nonstop bloodshed, no objectives, just kill. A RAM was pretty fun, just to just mess around, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I love a RAM. I, I I remember Hots was going to do this a RAM, and they only did it in um, they occasionally have it those brawls, brawl. Yeah, but it would be cool if they just had it all the time. Yeah. And it'd teach you to probably like really get used to combat because a lot of new people are just like, oh, you know, can't um, handle combat. I'm new to the game. That's turned a lot of people off. So they need things to get them used to it. At least Hots is easier to jump into and learn to play and fight and do things with League of Legends. You had to buy items. You had to go and optimize and. If you did anything Make wrong, up, I mean, yeah. everybody just jumped page. on you. It was Make brutal. A special talent page. Yeah, a rune page. Oh, God. I remember my first thing of runes. I bought, I made every bronze tier rune. Because I didn't know they were different right. tiers. I didn't pay attention to the, the logo around them. Uh, seeing that they were crumbling or whatever. I was like, oh, this is just what you do. You get them all. So I wasted every thing of points on those and then i leveled a little bit and learned oh there's tier two oh and there's tier three and i never could afford the next set of runes because i spent it all on crap runes right. so yeah like, they could definitely give you some uh instructions yeah. on that that game it like it makes a huge difference too when you're just like leveling up to 30 and you get stuck in top lane against someone with a full like eighty ruin page, and you have nothing. Beat your ass. <laughs> so uh, I am going to mention here. I noticed in chat people are talking about holy priests. I do believe Devin has a priest. Wasn't his name Me So Holy? I, it was I, for I can't quite remember. while. It's uh, Arst now. Yeah, I didn't oh. change it over. I went. It's Arst? what now? Arst. Horus? Uh, oh, Horus. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The Holy Priest is looking pretty good, good for uh, BFA, <laughs> though. I wouldn't put it aside. It's just going to be a pure throughput hook healer again. So 
nothing crazy. Yeah, that's what it should be, though. You know, the Disc Priest is for the, the crazy complex the stuff. The Priest is going to be almost required the whole... in BFA. Yeah? Go into that. Why is that? Because we're about to go to our WoW update. Uh, D- Disc Priest just has their uh, new uh, shielding mechanic in which they use shields instead of heals to put atonement on. And they have a new raid-wide healing mechanic. And along with their uh, power to double the amount of all their heals and that healing mechanic, it'll be a raid-wide mechanic now that's almost required. That's cool, though. Like, that'll give Disc Priest more purpose to raid. Yeah, a Holy Paladin, a Retribution... uh, Not Retribution, a uh, Restoration Shaman, and a... Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're going to be required for be. progression just because they're they're so good. Shamans for pumping up those yeah. heals at the very last second, and uh, holy uh, paladin for getting the tanks. It's just it's required. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to show everyone our real intro. Real intro? Or did I? Did I show everyone the real intro, or did I not? Oh, I yeah. don't. You're denied intro? No? All right. Well, I'm going to waste the next two minutes doing it. I don't care if everyone hates me because I think it's amazing. So we put together that low-quality intro that everyone heard at the beginning. Well, I did. I did it in about 10 seconds, 10 seconds before the show. And uh, I actually meant to put this high-quality one together that I'm about to play for you. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Welcome to Orc Public Radio. <laughs> Those are the default sounds that come with Zencaster. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Oh man, I'm uh, I'm glad we didn't go with that. Uh, that could have been really bad. Um, I hope you had fun there, guys. I, I know I'm 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 a failure at being funny, but I tried. Um, so onward and upward to uh the news all right so um let's see what happened this week i mean everyone's aware i mean if you listen to podcasts which i do i listen to a lot of world of warcraft podcasts um the other day at work i was tuning into the frazzle cast um before that i was listening to azeroth roundtable um i listened to core which is about hots that's with John Jagger, super famous John Jagger talks like that. I can't do his voice. I wish I could. Um, he's a great guy, though. Great person to listen to. He's a rogue in the horde, and I am a huge supporter of the horde, as you know. Even though I'm not against my alliance, friends. Um, he helped. He was there. And, him, so he didn't uh, do anything. Don't believe him. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't do anything. Him. He. he, he you do know the rogues had an option to like kill people, right? Instead of save them. Yeah, an option not to uh, let Sylvanas do that. But I saw you stand in the background, and I'm not saying you did it, but I didn't see you stop anybody. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so yeah, we've had the WoW update part two last Tuesday. We're coming up on next Tuesday, which is going to be part three. Um. 
we had a hot Heroes of the Storm uh, balance update that I was talking about that messed with uh, Stukov, which kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and we've been given recently the option for three bands in Heroes of the Storm. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think that's been my most favorite thing as a, you know, uh, avid Heroes of the Storm player. Um, so where do you guys want to begin? Do you want to begin with the WoW update part two, the Heroes of the Storm balance update, or the three bands in Heroes of the Storm? Any viewers want to chime in? Yeah, I want to hear some viewers. We keep going between 12 and 13. Do WoW last. Do WoW last. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Oh, you, you want to come in for that, eh? Um, okay, sure. All right, so All right. Um, cool. other two options, what do you think? Why don't we just get WoW out of the way so Lad can have his chance to... Oh, yeah, they want yeah. WoW last. Let's okay, we're going to go to first, HOTS. And then you guys can jump in and fill in. Okay, so HOTS not only had a balance update, but I think everyone's heard... We're kind of late to the <laughs> late to the, the game here because most of the other podcasts covered this. But uh, yeah, we've got White Mane. Sally White Mane coming out. Um, she is a Disc Priest, I believe. Yeah, she's got to be a disc priest because the the mechanics yeah, they're, they're are this. Right. It's obviously atonement, game. even though it's not sort of. So she's like she's like yeah. DPS heals, right? I watched the video. So it's like yeah. DPS yeah. heals. Yeah, just like yeah. a disc priest. Like, so we already had a Hots champ that was kind of like that Ariel, but it looks like her mechanics. It looks like her oh. mechanics are going to be a lot different than that, though. She's not. But isn't Ariel based on how much the person with her crown, right. how much DPS that's, they're that's doing? That's mostly it, yeah. Whereas, like, the focus, but her crown buffs them, too. So but she gets to save it for one powerful heal. Right, yeah. Main she main gets to put up. that atonement on there. And if she wants to heal more, she has to uh, right. spend more mana and do more damage. Because so each like atonement costs more after the first one. Uh huh. So the idea of like the offensive healer is there, but mechanically they went a completely different way with it. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see how that how that works. Yeah, because she's gonna have really good burst, but she's gonna be out of mana afterwards. It's gonna be a quick uh, right. That she's got she's really punished in her mana costs, isn't she? Yeah, but spot healing just a little over and over again forever. You basically yeah. You have to spam her Q though, and I saw people just running. Well, you're not out of supposed mana. to. Like, you're not supposed to be that burst healer though. You're supposed to be a smaller overtime healer because each right. atonement costs more. It's like sixty mana more, I think, per cast. I think when she first comes right. out, we're gonna see a lot of a lot of white mains wandering around in games for a while yeah, nobody knows how to play or just yeah, until people get the hang of it i think they're just gonna drain their mana dry and, and just walk around but we'll see well the one thing i know i don't like about sally is her laugh and i heard john jagger and the guys at core talking about this and her laugh is disgusting i'm sorry and i'm really worried when we're playing that game i'm gonna have to hear that <laughs> It's it's almost as bad as Rainer's. Hey man, I mean, don't get me just wrong. For that, I like Rainer. I hope she's the new but one. He just uh, announcer. I hope she's an announcer now. 
Oh, how could you expect me to be so posh? <laughs> Disc. I mean, that's basically what she does. Um, have you listened? Um, have you listened to her or seen her at all, guys? Have you played her at all? Or well, I am not on the public test. No, I know. I've just seen a I lot of people playing her. Yeah, I just seen the intro video. Oh. Okay. Well, she's pantsless for one. I did notice that. Yes. Um. Almost. I just wish they pantsless. made heroic. Someone in that uh, night guy she had in uh, Scarlet Halls. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? It's um. It's dude's dad, um, Mograine. She's like, Mograine, reses him or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that's the original Scarlet Monastery. God, I haven't done that place in so long. She's still in there. I remember. Yeah, well, she's the final boss. He's still in there as well. Oh, it's Durand in the new version. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because I, I played it back in the day, and I remember it being Mograine. And, yeah, so um, I get mixed up because I'm so stuck in the past with WoW. Um, but, yeah, she's pantsless. I think she's going to be, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't heard anyone say this yet. I think she's going to be incredibly mundane. I don't mean that in a rude way. Um, but I, I just think she's going to meet, she's just going to be like an average yeah. healer. I don't you think don't, she's going to be, she'll be big when she she's comes gonna out. She's going to be like OP or, or we, See, I think she's going to be really competitive. <sighs> I think she's going to, I think she's going to stand you up there so? for the pro players and uh, anybody that plays her just not a lot is going to really suck at her because I think it's going to have that high skill cap and it's going to be a good off healer. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's gonna be a good off healer though. I think it's gonna be a uh, main healer like Malfurion or somebody, and her just pumping those uh, side heals in. Well, yeah, I was gonna say how much how much damage she really does, you know? Because it could be like it could be like a yeah a Tyrand sort of situation where she's like a DPS with a side order of heals. We'll have to see her talents too. (laughs) Side order of heals. It's just like a McDonald's hey, guy. They need oh, to give her a your McDonald's. First damage skin. here. You want heals with that? <laughs> you want heals? We got your real fake heals right here. Sorry, guys. I'm out of mana. <laughs> You've got my eye holes. All right. Um. So next up, we can move on from that hot stuff. We can talk about hots later. I don't want to focus on hots too much because I think a lot of people in chat are Warcraft lovers and so are we. Um, but before I do this, I have bad news, everyone. Sir Scree, or the Mighty Scree, Kokumbabo, Borbashlock, all of his fake aliases, Lad, does not play World of Warcraft. I asked him to play World of Warcraft because I told him I'll play StarCraft more with you. And he did not agree. So I hope everyone gives Lad a boo right now and tells him to play World of Warcraft. And if anything, send him reasons. And he doesn't have a Twitter because he's a noob. And uh, interesting. interesting <laughs> Lad, get all the things. Get get millennial out. Time bro. to do all the things okay. that I try to do right now properly. <laughs> Yeah, well, I would love to see you play WoW. We definitely get together for LAN parties and play Warcraft 3, which those have been awesome because we usually are like 
yeah, we are the top fantastic. of the chain. So is Tony. But I mean, I tell you, man, if I um, didn't work 50, 60 hours a week and had a normal life, I'd probably give it a shot with you. But look, I, I work 40 right. plus, okay? And I still play every <laughs> night. Work sometimes too, guys. I mean, sometimes I show up and they, they just tell me to go home, but... Like, hey, I know you guys don't actually work here, but <laughs> just go sounds, home. Why are you here? Oh, like, man, you guys, you know, we fired you like two weeks ago, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, World of Warcraft Part Two. I'm gonna start us out, and then I'm gonna let Devin talk more about this, and then we're gonna bring in our special guest. Um, who has been incognitus with the chat the whole time. Um, so, World of Warcraft Part 2. I have learned it's called War of the Thorns. I learned this from a podcast, and now I am rehashing that. I hope they don't get mad at me for stealing that. But it is called War of the Thorns, not War of Thorns. Um, basically, Burning Man Festival is happening right now in the Night Elf Capital. And I've heard there's a lot of wooks there and a, a lot of things, illegal things going on, including genocide. Wait, that's illegal? <laughs> and I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in Azeroth, there might be some laws probably from those Alliance <laughs> dudes. But I know, just terrible. You know, terrible. Not to, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I kept getting it wrong, kept calling it War of Thorns. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I guess it's War of the Thorns. At this point, it doesn't really matter. Because once BFA hits, I hope we forget about this. I don't know. War of the Roses. No, no one's ever going to forget. Oh, oh, is that what they're getting at? Something like that? War of the Roses? War of the the Roses Thorns? Um, I can honestly say I was incredibly um, heartbroken the whole time I played. I definitely took it better than some. I know a lot of the podcasts I heard people like, it just sucked. I was so disappointed. It was the worst thing I've ever played. And I didn't really feel that way. But I felt more like I kept turning and looking at my bro Sourfang. And I was like, Uncle Sourfang, why don't you stop this evil lady? Because none of us agree with her. No one does. And you know this. Even her own people don't agree with her. And if you've read the book... Before the storm, you know, even her own people don't agree with her. And we've been seeing Sylvanas since she became War Chief, being a, you know, I'm going to say a huge narcissist. <laughs> I mean, that's the only explanation I have for it. I think she says to herself, oh, I'm saving my people. But honestly, she's just narcissistic and if anyone tells her otherwise she she shuns them or shames them for instance in the book bane bloodhoofs like having a buddy buddy with anduin and uh she's like nah you can't do that and boom i'm right you're wrong and she does that just about with everything and her buddy nathanos won't uh say anything either She's I mean, looking out for herself. The beginning. I mean, I don't okay. know why she was chosen by uh, to be the war chief anyway. She she was strong, but it, it needs more than that to just be the war chief. Yeah. I mean, she's 
I remember there was that cool quest where you went into Undercity and you went in her throne room and she like, oh, did her song thing to honor the people in Silvermoon or whatever. And I remember, man, that's cool. And I felt really bad for Sylvanas. And I really liked her and I liked her courage and the fact that she found a way to move on and um, take her people to a, a better place and a better direction. And she said, I do this for my people. So I really believed it. And we all really believed it in Cataclysm when she's like, my people cannot reproduce her favorite word. Reproduce. Well, reproduce. And she. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. They're undead. So, the, you know, they can't make babies. They have to uh, make other people, you know, raise more dead people. Stuff. <laughs> is she the first uh, non-orc yeah, but... war chief? How is that? No, oh, Vol'jin okay. was war chief. The troll. Yep, but it was sad. I wish he could have been war chief longer because he was he was a cool war chief. I mean, there was I think strong, everyone warlike, him. but he I wasn't like... massacring random people. <laughs> yeah, he would never do that. And he was willing to negotiate, even though his his you know allegiance was to the horde. Yeah, and Ash, and Ash of himself. Zappy boy's coming back though. He's gonna. Uh-huh. He's got this. I think Zappy boy is Vulcan's long lost son. Boy? That was that never the, talked about. Is that the guy from the new cinematic or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's Zappy boy. And Zappy Boy is so beautiful, and he says, "The horde is all we have left, man." And he and says, I was his just dad like, is oh, dead, right?" He's yeah. so that his dad's dead. He's Vol'jin's long lost son. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's it. Is that his name? Yeah, his name's Zakan. I saw that today as well. Zakan Zappy Boy. Yep. Um, I think Blizzard said we're going to see more of him. I mean, he's and I hope really popular right I now. Really, I mean, he's. The Horde doesn't have a lot of strong leaders anymore. Got Sourfang and no. Sylvanas and... <laughs> well, and uh, Dude for the Blood Elves. What's his name? He's kind of a... Mm, um, I said his name the other day and I always forget it. Um, wow. Drawing a blank. Devin, either. what's his name? Yeah, Lorthamar. Lorthamar Theron. This is bad. I'm doing a podcast on WoW and I can't even remember the leaders of the WoW. Of the WoW. Of the WoW is out for themselves in power, though. They're not really ever there for the Horde. They're there for the power that the Horde supplies them. True. But in this, there was that recent quest line where he's like, um, what's her name? Is it Illyria? I think he's like, get out of here. Um, because that's how you get the night fallen mm-hmm. or whatever. You go to the Sunwell again, but you don't kill kill Jaden this time. <laughs> you don't kill Jaden. Um But yeah. Devin, what about you? What what were your thoughts while you went through Went part through two? part two, like for the uh the night fallen? Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, I, I really didn't like their storyline that they are just a lost and closed people that just happen to survive for thousands of years surrounded by man addicts. Wait, who are they? Yeah, not the night. Are you talking about the, the night, uh, night fallen. Oh, okay. The night. Elves I was talking mean, about part two is in 
part two of the the wow the the wow i did it too man I did it too. <laughs> yeah nightborn excuse yeah, night, me you're right nightborn. they're not nightfallen it's it's my thing in my brain i always like get the name close and never go with it but yes we we're talking about war of the thorns part two yeah uh, i didn't have too much to think about it man i really didn't <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I saw the well, video. you saw the video, right? Sour Fang like throws his axe. Yeah. I mean, I a lot of people hated that, but I liked that Sour Fang was like, "Whoa, what I did was dishonorable." He like takes a knee, and you know, yes, he was trying to protect his war chief, but at the same time, um, you know, it was a low blow. And uh, it was cool to see an orc still like, oh, I'm honorable. Sylvanas was like, most of the orcs kill him. Most of the hordes still honorable. It's just that you can't go against the war chief. It's how it's always been in the horde. Is you either can kill the war chief and become a new one by force, or you just don't go up against them. I mean, it's your war leader, (laughs) war chief. Like Sour Fang is the one that currently yep. well, her out. it's about that. Oh. Well, I, I hope he does. I hope Sour Fang gets to work, and I want to see him do it. Um, I'm about to bring in Mr. Ty as our guest of honor um, to talk to us about World of Warcraft and what he's been up to in that and what he thinks about it, thinks about part two, the update. Um, so yeah, Ty, you should be in and, uh, I'll leave it up to our tech specialist to bring you in on the video. How's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yes. What is that? You sound great. How are you, Mr. Ty? I'm good, man. Um, so my name's Ty. I go by Intune. Um, I've been playing a while since the game was released in about 2004. Um, yep. Since then, I've been raiding at a heroic mythic level since Mr. Pandaria up until now. Um, World of Warcraft has always kind of been my main game, although uh, I also play pretty much every other game in the Blizzard franchise, uh, especially right now Diablo 3 and World of Warcraft are kind of my main two. Um, outside of that, I'm pretty big into Dark Souls series. Uh, Dark Souls nice. 1 through 3, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, kind of like the dark HP Lovecraft themed type of games. So, yeah, um, World of Warcraft, man, War of Thorns is a big deal. Big deal. It is. Um, it was pretty. Uh, a lot of mixed reviews. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, it was really interesting the way things played out this week. Um, we had the Warbringers video from Slobonis' point of view. Yes. and Oh, we're getting to the better video. Trust yeah. me. We're going to talk. That had a lot of the Horde fan base and the Alliance fan base, honestly, uh, really upset about what was kind of transpiring and how things are going down. And then Blizzard yeah. kind of like pulled an ace out of their pocket and like in the middle of the night on Friday released the Surfing video, which shows some redeeming qualities for the, the old soldier right so it was so redeeming i was i did have a just because everybody was, was upset redeeming. or do you think they had this plan all along that's actually kind of interesting um 
I know some of the devs reached out in a blue post and were actually talking about this. And I guess they had the cinematic created long before the Warbringers videos were ever even made. Uh, the cinematic was made to release in China um, like a really long time ago. And for whatever reason, they didn't put it out. And it does seem right. like this was actually part in response to uh, the upset with the Horde. Actually, give me one second. So it's like they had it planned, but then because of perhaps all the bad media attention, they were like, whoa, we better show the Horde that we, we're not leaving them hanging. We're gonna we're gonna put this there, <laughs> right? Like um, somebody. So it's like real banding. I actually have the post up here on MMO Champ, and uh, someone was asking about the release timing of the old soldier video, and it says um, the question was as a result of the very emotional reaction from Ward players over the past few days. Can't say for sure, but releasing it in the middle of the night that seems suspicious. And Blizzard's response it did. was. We had planned for it to be debuted at uh, China Joy months ago, hence why it was late at night in the U.S., long before you guys ever knew Warbringers were even a thing. So that was their response. But I I do think, I don't know, man. I think they're really trying to dodge like a PR. Yeah, they went one there, direction so. and then they completely shot the other direction with yeah. that uh, midnight release video. So, Right. Yeah. But I've never seen anything like it. I, I think they said it's the first surprise cinematic they've ever done, which I, I think that's true. And the quality was just like um, miles above the other ones. Like uh, we got Jaina and then we got Sylvanas and those were done in a art style similar to like um, the videos. Right. It's that dude. Um, what's his name? He does all those. Ah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, he does all those, and yeah, it was surprising. It was like a full fledged cinematic. It was like movie quality. It was you know, like that could have been in the Pure Warcraft movie, movie and no one would have thought twice. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. So, but it was a beautiful cinematic, man. Um, I mean, surfing. I'm sure I'm talking about it. Like, it, the, these are all spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you should, <laughs> you should probably go watch it right now. But it's an incredible cinematic. Yeah. It's a fair warning. I, I thought we gave people enough time since it's been out, and then the part two of this patch has been out for right. quite a so long this time. Is like a lot of other podcasts have already covered this, so I'm right. just like, we shouldn't be spoiling, I don't think, at this point. But uh, yeah, basically that cinematic shows surfing. Um, like it, what, I th- what I thought was really interesting, and it kind of set the tone for the entire old soldier cinematic, was that Sylvanas is talking about uh, when she burns the tree in Teldrassil, she talks about killing Hope. And she's like, you, the right. night elf laying on the ground is like, you can't kill Hope. And she's like, can't I? And really what she does is not only kills the Hope of the night elves, but she also kills the Hope of her own horde soldiers, especially Seraphang. And uh, right. you know, he just he throws off his, honor, his armor and everything and walks towards what he thinks is going to be an honorable death. But uh, Zappy boy. Yeah, me and Deborah were talking about that. Do you think he was going out for um, what? what is the name of the duels that orcs do? Makora or whatever? Yeah, Makora. I don't think he was. Yeah. Uh, the Alliance wouldn't have granted him Makora, but uh, yeah, I think they would have just saw him approaching yeah. and probably would have fired at him or he would have willingly given himself up as prisoner or would basically yeah. just say, 
Well, so he wasn't defecting. He was just saying, I, I give up. Pretty much, yeah. I surrender. Like he, uh, they showed that really touching moment between him and his son where his son was dead and uh, northerned. And, uh, Did you notice his son was wearing um, his tribal armor, not the uh, Death Knight Tier 10? Really? I didn't really pay much attention. Yeah, so when we killed him, you know, we killed Ranosh uh, in ICC. Um, and when we do, he's wearing uh, Tier 10. And when you kill him, he's like, he will be buried with his ancestors, or right. whatever he says. And um, so what I was wondering, though, he's kind of like frozen in that video, and he's got his little horde pendant on. I was wondering if, like, they put him in his tribal armor and buried him in the snow <laughs> and he's like likely. returning. Cause his son's frozen. A Maybe bit. it's kind of like a thing for honor, you know, just like how you probably wanted to remember his son more, more as like, you know, embodying yeah. those orc traditions and values and stuff over, you know, being <laughs> a death knight of Arthas. So hold up. I got to play a, a something here. Cause I don't know if you saw the chat, but it's it's great. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> wow. I might as well include a little fart in there while while I'm at it. There's just a little Actually, fart. Actually, that's a good point that. that was brought up in chat. Uh that it looked like they were also on a frozen plane as opposed to the platform in ICC. And that's definitely what I got yeah. to. So I think his body was taken from Ice Crown and probably just like to an unmarked grave somewhere, probably as far as like surfing with the horde the dragon. Stated right now. So, but that's weird because he says he's gonna bury him with his ancestors or whatever. He says something like that when you kill him. I wish I had the script. Yeah, I don't know if we ever really see like the whatever. We're re- we we gotta um, move on because we've got a couple more politics or uh. <laughs> we've got a few more topics um so yeah but thank you ty for joining us and talking more about wow we are going to get to more wow later anyway um so um topic number two this includes all four of us and i i want to talk less because my, my mouth's hurting and i'm interrupting everyone and i feel awful for it so um games and politics right now why are nerds afraid of politics Why is the news media covering the game industry and community so badly and historically has continued to do so? What are your thoughts? Let's start with Um, Lad. Well, insofar as why generally nerds tend to shy away from the issue of politics and uh, public discourses. um, Well, I, I think this hobby this realm of of gaming the way we think of it it's kind of uh it's sort of escapist in its very nature you know what i mean like we don't want to come home and just get involved in something about the real world you know we want to go uh play a sci-fi strategy game or play in a a fantasy world where there's magic and other non-human races and giant magical beasts and stuff like that. So there's that element that like, you know, but I I know that anthropologists argue that it's a way to dive in rather than escape. So society often sees it as an escapist tactic, which I, I do too. 
from the outside. But looking in, it's similar to like what people argue with social media is that it's a way to dive into content, but also communities that you right. otherwise couldn't find in your locale. And gives you the ability to connect with other people. And that's why like, um, I, I, I like talking about this subject because it seems odd to me. I would think that nerds would want to be more involved in politics because essentially they are already going to a network and connecting with networks. And that means they're considering their ideas. They're discussing ideas and their ideals with each other. Yet that seems to be avoided. And yes, there are a lot of internet trolls. There's a lot of people who don't take this sort of stuff seriously. I'm sure there's people in listening right now are like, oh God, <laughs> they're talking about it. Oh no. I but mean, only I, I don't know. has like, gaming really become popular enough to the point where it's socially acceptable to be a gamer all the time to where if I play a game every day, no one is going to be like, why aren't you doing something with your life? Uh, Twitch coming to popularity and everything uh, really coming to light makes it a whole different ball game, really. I mean, I think even like uh, just recently, uh, a big thing in the news has been how parents are now seeking tutors for their children uh, to improve at Fortnite. For Fortnite. And uh, it used to be kind of be this thing where, like, you know, if you were a kid in the 80s or 90s and you were locked inside all day playing video games, you know, it'd be like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you get to like 2018 and you have guys on Twitch making more money than lawyers do, you know, by playing video games. And then the whole esports scene that's around now where kids are socializing with their friends and going to tournaments and winning money and stuff like it's really kind of changed how people view video games. It's like when it was first, you know, coming around with Nintendo and Atari and stuff, it was just kind of those dumb games like Pong. I mean, maybe they, they're not dumb. Grenade dumb brothers. people. Dumb? The game is amazing. But when you think about them, like, you could be like... Grenade Brothers! You could be like half a potato and play Pong, so... I don't know. It's just the games are so much more different now, and I think a lot of those people who are really into games uh, probably tend to have, like, a higher well, I remember than some people like <laughs> well i i want to get back to lad here no, no, um no, no. because i feel like i interrupted him you were and i would like to apologize you know, publicly you on the air babe valid because that's that's fine and, and i mean i to to one extent i i do agree with what you're saying that now people uh use it as an opportunity to be social and to create new social networks but uh, part of that is because it's sort of easier to put yourself out there in like using this artificial world with artificial goals as a vehicle for it. As a, and that's another, like stereotypically, right? You had the stereotypical nerd gamer who experiences a life of like frustration and judgments from, you know, the people around him in the real world. And he's seeking a space where he can express himself and, and have fun doing something that he finds different and appealing. You know what I mean? That's obviously a, a complete stereotype. And as you were saying, like gaming has been changing and becoming a, a medium that has much more broad appeal. Um, but with that comes, with that comes, uh, has been coming interesting things right. like the, uh, you like the censorship 
aspect, you know what I mean? Because uh, as it becomes less of like right. a niche space right. just for, you know, a select group of people, many of whom are like contrarians or uh, antisocial in certain ways, kind of trolly, that, that behavior is becoming less and less acceptable. You know what I mean? Now, now games are being like censored and cracked down upon right. to, to try to prevent the the trolling and the toxicity. But I, I mean, in order to bring that general appeal and make it more welcoming for the average person, but I mean, I get like me personally. There's part of that that I really liked. You know, I even though it would make me absolutely furious sometimes. I'd like being in league and having people just just open up on me because it's like just seeing that anger and being trolled like that <laughs> right well, and, and, and league oh, can take yeah, advantage of it talk. to defeat your opponent which is kind of cool because you just keep egging them on right. and then they're like typing so much that you're just like oh yeah we're gonna wipe you <laughs> and right. it's kind of funny that they dig their own grave sometimes uh, like- most often but also like that exists as an outlet though also like if they're allowed to get their anger out and rage in right, someone very true. in a video game, very they're probably true. less likely and to that's, take that's that out. That's an interesting thought. I don't know if anybody's ever studied But does that mean they just do it in real life? That's a good like, question. My question is, how saying, many of them actually act that way has every day? ever taken the time to analyze that. Like, are the most aggressive shit-talking trolls online actually aggressive and and uh, you know, demeaning to people personally, face to face in their day to day life, or right. or or is it truly for a lot of them just purely yeah. an outlet? Um, what if it's more like projection? So you know, the, a lot of these per- people are bearing it within themselves, and it gives them the opportunity to sort of you know, because online you have this, you know. Uh, anonymous space to express yourself. So now you're able to project those feelings without any repercussions, even though people have been doing that to you, let's say in reality. And you, you feel like maybe that's unfair or something. I mean, that's kind of what I always say when Devin and I are playing rainbow six siege, I'm like, man, this guy must just be really insecure. Do we need that outlet? Um, (laughs) It's just going off. I'm like, you know, frustrations out or, is that why most people play games would just need that artificial goal or I mean I certainly obviously not everybody does and that's why they've been becoming more censorious as games have been getting more popularity you know what I mean as there have been more like like that was when I first started playing hots I was like yeah what the hell you can't you can't chat with your enemies why not why not why not right Right. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. I was like, what? They're trying, they're I can't, trying to and it's because like, they want to avoid the toxic behavior, they said. But the worst part is now we attack right. our own friends but or teammates and in turn ruin our, always, it for ourselves, which I, like, I don't know. I think it's happened to all of us. I'd I think say. there's like there's a pretty big difference between like team oriented games like MOBAs and stuff compared to like. Um, like a battle royale type game where it's like individual skill versus team skill. And I think like the team aspects of some games will actually bring out toxicity against when like, if you're a Starcraft player and you focus on one V one ladder games, 
when you do something, when you lose a match or make a mistake, something dumb, you're not going to blame somebody else for it most of the time, at least. I mean, there are some crazy people out there. But most of the time, you're going to analyze your own gameplay and what you can do differently, how you can improve as a player. But when you do get, you know, five people on a team and maybe you are you educate yourself and try to improve constantly and then you see your teammates who can't do like basic objectives and stuff that causes a lot of like frustration and i think that also causes like a lot of people yeah. to tilt and it's go similar off. and, and you know i, I mean? see this in like you said starcraft yes. 1v1s people are bad mattered in it all the time for sure but it feels like it's a lot less often whereas you fire up a 4v4 in that game and like one of, one of your one of your teammates fucks right. up hard, they oh. they let him know it. Somebody, some, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but hey. somebody <clears throat> gets on them <laughs> right away. You know what I mean? Most of the time, somebody left their wall right. down. They'll be like, guess somebody will be like, "What were you doing? You're bronze league trash." You know, right away because it's that that yeah, getting the team exactly. together brings something out of people when somebody messes up they have to get all over are we just right too away. competitive or and i also like well i wonder if that's why like earlier in the show you guys were talking about like the popularity of league uh you know kind of losing steam and like mobas were like a really big thing for like you know however long until like it seems like the battle royale genre is kind of the new moba and it's less team oriented like you can just jump in a game play play by yourself and you're against a hundred other people and you don't have people flaming at you you know you'll get killed you'll get mad or something but then you just queue up again like you i wonder if we're moving in a direction where people are maybe shying away from like team oriented games because of like the negative social repercussions you can get from your teammates and stuff like that right no, and you know, Frasley brings up a great point. There's a person behind that avatar. There's actually right. another podcast that um, uh, I've listened to called Behind the Avatar. And it's really great because it's about looking at um, the human aspect of gaming. And a lot of us forget because of this sort of lens that we're looking at these games through that we're interacting with real people right now. And it's different because if me and you are on discord tie and whatever, we're like, <laughs> but the people over there, they're not on discord and they're not in front of us. We've never very met them. So it's people, easier. Very few for them people to be are right. willing to say the things that they say to people online. If you put that person right in front of them, looking them face to face, I just don't, I don't think that they would. And I mean, Sometimes, obviously, I mean, I guess you see it in, uh, you know, physical sports and stuff like that where people are playing face-to-face. Sometimes those guys will go nuts and get into fights with each other. But I feel like it's a lot. There's overall, like per capita, I think there's less shit talking in games that are people are playing face-to-face. You can know that they're a person. You're not just some computer character on a screen. You're not an AI. I mean... You're a real person, and I can see that. Right. If I see somebody for thirty seconds and I'm looking for a raid, I'm not not going to care about them as much as a guild member that I see every month. Just because I I I see my guild members, I talk to them, I know who they are. Kind of like you know, I treat them more like people because of that. It's like the whole sportsmanship thing, like in uh, like face to face sports. You know, like when you're a kid. 
and you lose a t-ball game or something you'll get beat but at the end of the game you still got to go shake hands and tell those other right. people who just beat you good game you know and like you walk away from it with no negative feelings or anything like you lost but you're not flaming the other team because they beat you but when there is that like you know just that avatar and you don't really think about the person behind that. And then it's not, so much not only is it easier to de- dehumanize the avatar with the person behind it, you also are concealed behind an avatar of your own. So there's, yeah, you don't have that filter mm-hmm. because exactly. I mean, who's going to exactly. police it? I mean, <laughs> right. And I guess like, like imagine if you said something shitty, PG. Sorry, if you said something. To somebody online, you know, and like just went off on them, all these violent threats and stuff. And the next thing you know, they're at your door. Like you would, yeah, you know, you well, would poop your pants. Like I think it would I, be I just saw no, something. Um, there is some some YouTuber who does a YouTube channel where he's. I think he came from like Magic the Gathering or something originally, but he does a YouTube channel and like he gets. Uh, fairly political he's an opinionated person nothing like crazy but he's an opinionated person and he talks about it on his channel he was at gen con recently i saw a thing where some dude just assaulted him out of the blue he was just like hey are you such and such the guy was like yeah turned around expected it to be you know some fan or something and wanted to shake his hand or something said the guy just starts dropping bombs and he had to like people had to pull him off and he had to go hide in a bar and call the cops Jeez. right yeah well wow. that's, that's let's the hope thing. that like, doesn't happen I, i'm not ready for that it's just, i don't want to make it that's such a reflection <laughs> of the political climate right. in this country right now though like even like stand-up comedians like you know they'll have a comedy bit and it's something somebody doesn't agree with and they'll be assaulted like uh comedian nick DePaulo just a couple weeks ago he's like a big sure. trump supporter and blah 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 but he's still really yeah, funny you know and someone just couldn't you know get past that opinion so he was assaulted and you know yeah man it's sad it's it's not just the gaming community i think i think like it's just a reflection no. of really how this country is right now i think we all need to reflect on ourselves and how we're treating other people whether their opinions differ or not. But I think we should still stick to what we think and what we, why we think what we think, you know, but be willing to be swayed by facts and objective reasoning. And I think that's, what's missing. I I know it's missing in our everyday lives here in this country and in the gaming world and in media, but it's not to say that we can't help it. Uh, We can try and help people and we can try and inform others and do it in a, you know, polite and not uh degrading manner i i think that's yeah but i mean what can the a problem is persistent toxicity or, creates you know, persistent just toxicity in general do about something like um, that there's nothing you can make to see somebody as someone else i can't make you see an avatar the same way i mean if you force out looking for raid or something like that and only allow guilds again it's a lot of people are going to quit you don't get that ease of access so now you fight versus ease of access versus, you know, something actually working. All right, guys. Uh, we're moving on to next uh, topic, and it is surprise fantasy race impressions. Sorry, running low on time, so I thought we'd move on. 
Um, for funsies, I'd like Ty to start us out, and I'm going to let uh, Devin choose what race and what impression he gets um, to do. You know, troll, goblin, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yep, I told you there was a surprise, um, didn't I? Let's go with the uh, uh, Draenei. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do it, Ty. Three, horde two, race. one. Thirty hold seconds. On, go. On. You got to pick a horde race, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even. What? <laughs> Are you biased to the horde, bro? I've got a horde sticker on the back of my truck. Okay? <laughs> it's got to be a horde. I don't even know what a drain eye sounds like, like unless they're like dying in a battleground. It sounds like Russian, friend. <laughs> yeah, give me a horde. race. My name is Valen. All right, all right. I'll give him a hard race, Devin. Him. Give him—he's a guest. He has—he has an exceptions, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. An impression of a bullet elf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so much better than you. Why don't you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Look at, Keep going, buddy. You look got at my this. long that, blonde that. hair. I am a paladin of the light. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. <laughs> Our females are very sexy. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> All right, audience. Uh, uh, what do we give them? Ten out of ten. Nine yeah. out of ten. <laughs> Let's get some votes here, because we're, we're this is a competition. Zero. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> I've got shiny hair. I've got so not <laughs> Seven out of ten. <laughs> Seven out of ten from uh, Chevy Tahoe. That's a little better than I thought I did. Seventy percent. Seven out of ten is pretty good. You're getting like what a yeah. B minus. I mean that's <laughs> yeah. that's better well, than my C average in high school. So seventy. Yeah. Oh, I was with you, Ty. We uh, surprise fact, everyone. Me and Ty Ogleberry went to high yes, school we together. Did. And we have known each other uh, a long Frazzle. time. You just got a 10 out of 10 from Frazzle. I honestly thank you, thank you for Frazzle. My biggest fan. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do I get to pick race for someone else now? I'll get to do me. Wow, this is going to be terrible. Yes, um, you get to do Devin. So, um, Ty, you choose, and I'll I'll do the I'll countdown. It's gonna be thirty seconds. Man, that's pretty much all. The... <laughs> all right, I mean that would be no, close. No, uh, three. Well, and don't forget your bruise. Um, so three, two, one. Thirty seconds. Pendar, oh. go. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Is that a keg on your back? So, um, yes. (laughs) So, was that the best Pandaren impression you ever seen, or what? I mean, (laughs) I mean, I I mean, that's up to the audience, not me. I don't. I I I just wish I had. I can't decide that. You know, actual uh, brew over here. I'm not the figurehead. I would have definitely got that ten out of (sighs) ten. Nailed it. <laughs> Some if you had like a beer, props. it would have been perfect, but it was pretty good. 
Well, I, I'm so lost. Frasley, what, what's this money thing about? Yeah. Did we owe you money and about, I, I missed it? Uh, no. About him having uh, greased his palms for that 10 out of 10 score that he gave. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, so there was a bribe involved. Hey, look, I missed you, that because I'm, I too, hey, I'm focusing impression, on the topic at hand, impression, boys. Okay? If you don't you keep that, I'm going to fight over here. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm down at the bottom. Oh, six out of ten. Ooh. All right. So, Devin, you're you're in the D range. You got a D plus, I guess. All right, lad. It's your turn to choose. Or no, I get to choose for you. And you know exactly what I'm going to choose because it's your favorite. I want you to do the trolls, man. Three, two, one. Zap it, boy. Go. Thirty seconds. Yeah, man. Here, man. I oh feel my God. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's you want axe? Oh, my <laughs> God. Here, hold up, guys. We've got a class that was, for him. That was too good. His face even like, looked like a troll. <laughs> I basically am oh, a, I'm a oh, he went troll with in I real think his life, eyes so turned a little red. I don't even have to laugh. <laughs> Nine out of ten on that Ooh. troll. So Lad is definitely Yo, sitting nine, there. Ten, like a second. Ten, oh, and ten. ten out of ten. That was without a bribe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bitch, wrong one, mom. All right, so uh, that was good. Drain eye, Lad. It's, drain you, eye. it's your turn to choose <laughs> for me. <laughs> no, uh, that's uh, a hard one, man. Oh, how about the, oh, the one know, you know, know that Frasley yeah, would love? You good? Yeah. yeah, I I've heard it. I, all right, well, all right. Let's hear the. Come on, it'll make him happy. Let's, let's, and then you can give me a hard one after that. I'll get to do two because I challenged everyone to this surprise. It's my fault. All right, so. Hello there, my name is Skelvy, and I love technology, along with civil discourse. <laughs> Look at this, I've got a wrench, and it's mechanical. <laughs> and those goblins, they're too mean. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, like, no one's so legit, good. dude. <laughs> yeah, you just nasal up, dude. I think Frasley should be insulted. <laughs> All right, honey, did you forget to nasal up this morning? <laughs> 10 out of 10. See that? What? I am not. I am. Frasley wants the gnomes, and he is a gnome, and I did gnome impressions for Frasley out of respect. Oh, I got an 8 out of 10? Ouch. Well, then Lad gets first place. You should let chat pick number two. You guys want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, chat. Chat, who do you want me to do? Actually, we all should do it (laughs) for the chat. 80 bucks? What the hell? I got 20. Why do I get 80? Oh, my God. Uh, Torin? That's a hard one. Do Torin. Oh, so, okay, but we're doing a vote, so I got to hear from more. Oh, they chose Torin. Torin is so hard because, like, all the other races speak quickly, whereas Torin are probably the slowest speaking race. So... Yeah, what do they say? Good. Winds guide you, friend. Ah, May the ancestors watch over you. 
and be with you in the elemental planes. Cenarian loves our people. <laughs> Go and read WoW Chronicles 1. And you would know this. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> you, got a, you even got, got an right. extra half Merlock. So, there got it is. Oh, we got, there it is. We got, we got two and a half. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely that. a Merlock. <laughs> we got a follower just for the voice huh? <laughs> for that torrent. Well, there you go, folks. That's our surprise fantasy race impressions. Um, we're gonna try. Maybe we should do that more often. I think That's people cool. like those. Greetings. Um, we're gonna try. Oh, a, a Torlock? Yeah, dude, Torlock. Hit up Chris Metzen right now. Everyone on Twitter. I want Torlocks and Wow ASAP by tomorrow. <laughs> like at least Tuesday all for Patch Day. The they burst open and <laughs> tiny little bullfish come out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the bull, dude. That's bullfish. All right. Um, topic number three. We're gonna since we're running low on time because um we're doing biweekly podcasts, so we're gonna try and make this about an hour and forty five minutes. We've got about twenty minutes left. Um, yes, we know Metzen retired, but he still has power. He does have power. Um, World of Warcraft. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna probably. Try and keep it short strictly because of the time constraint. So about 10 minutes, 15. Um, basically, um, I want to talk about what you guys think. Are, you know, I love lore prediction. I think lore prediction in WoW is one of the biggest reasons I continue to play um, for myself. Because I just love lore. Um, and... I'm curious as to everyone's thoughts about what's going on. I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard Nazoth. I've heard old gods are coming back. I've Damn heard Sylvanas is uh, going to die. Where They're going to pull a Garrosh again, which I really hope they don't. But knowing Blizzard, Jaina is a dread lord. Um, I honestly, like I told uh, Devin, I want... Jaina to summon a ship on top of Sylvanas and swash the limitations of that spell because if she can summon it from all that's left are her legs like sticking out from under the ship like the wicked witch of the east does the ship already have to be there is it a whole new ship yeah she can drop one on people she just drops ship no no I guarantee once she found it like the way a summon works is once it finds you you're with it for life that's probably what happens with water elementals and mages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I will say at this point, I don't think that Sylvanas is redeemable. And Dreadbolt Vengeance. Jaina is yeah. coming back with a vengeance. She, I think she's starting to regret her. Well, did you notice that little, uh, you know, spirit thing she shot out while she was going towards that ship in the video? Kind of looked like the uh, Warlock Demonology Artifact. I don't know if anyone else thought that, but me and Devin thought that. I don't think she's going that deep, man, for but power. I think she's just uh, pissed off Frostmage right now. But uh, I think I think that Jaina will probably redeem what she for would now. happen to her father by... Well, she's yeah. redeemable. But I think, sure. I think she'll kind of be more at peace once Jaina kills Sylvanas. Because that's what I think is going to happen. 
Well, what we do know is Blizzard's been making sure to kill somebody off at least every oh, yeah. X pack. Well, like, actually, this is this so, is something uh, earlier you guys were talking about. Like, uh, I'm not sure why uh, Vol'jin made Sylvanas Warchief. Um, yeah. So what I think is actually really interesting about that is, um, so there's like. Uh, Vol'jin did not want to make Sylvanas Warchief. He told Sylvanas that she must be Warchief. And I think the reason why is because... Oh, that's a good way of phrasing that and like making sure that's... So, Thank you. So basically, um, I, I think Aloha was responsible for telling Vol'jin uh, because uh, what it, they... I got it written down. It says... Wait, the, the Wild Gods? Like Shuen and and they're like the troll the, entities. Like, um, no, it's not the it's not the mystic. Yeah, the I've got one just the troll guys. It's like Shuen, uh, the tiger, the dudes we bumped God into, of death and the August Celestial, like the ones we got in the raid. No, they're these are different Loas. They're so, they're all different. There's a big. Okay. Yeah, I know they believe in the Loa, but which ones are well, Loa? There's death so really many of them, dude. Right? Uh, it's a really big. Yeah. I gotta get if further. If you look this up what the lowest are, okay. Well, look. We lost a viewer because I mixed up the loa with uh, the the August Celestials. Yeah, oh that's man, what I'm you're so I'm so. But this I'm is so bad. This is what Vol'jin said when he appointed Sylvanas War Chief. He said, "I never trusted you, but the spirits they grant me vision. They whisper the name Windrunner. You must become War Chief." So he doesn't give her like a choice. He tells her that she must. And I think the reason why is because the Loas want to leave. They know that Slavonis would travel to Zandalari and the trolls there. Oh, and yeah, that's like a bit. The Loas are a big driving factor in the storyline and uh, for the Zandalari. And there's like multiple different Loas in BFA that you end up like seeking out and you actually play a part in like defeating some of them even. Right. Don't I'm spoil too not, much. I'm trying not. <laughs> you don't spoil BFA too much. If you, especially if you I played have. the beta. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Shh. Keep it keep it to a Yeah. But we I think it's kind that. of like just like uh part of a bigger picture is that Slabonis would be the only ones to leave so the it's Zandalari Zandalar to help the Zandalari trolls pretty much. Because Lois can't kill each other, but Lois can get people to do their bidding for them to kill another Loa. So if there's if two Loas are at war the Loas can also humans, be uh, captured and controlled. Oh, so yeah. I think that was part of it to be honest, why she became more cheap. They also yep. – this isn't so much a, a spoiler because it's in the trailer for BFA and stuff. But you see a certain uh, pack of trolls who are worshipping like uh, blood, the blood loa. And I think these loas are corruptible well, by the old fought gods. the death loa once. <laughs> so this is we like my death loa in one of the first raids. Old god trolls? Oh, I would play that all day. Yeah. I know. So this is – are you talking about the old uh, raids Zol, where we Zol had to kill the Zol, uh, right? troll that was? I think that. Yeah. Zol, yeah. Zolgarub, yeah. 
Yeah, the troll. Yeah, yeah it's up near Silver Moon. Put him under control. Up there. Up in the ghost lands or whatever. But there, there's a lot of tinfoil hats. I don't know. Because there's also a whisper from Ilganoth that a lot of people have been talking about recently. Well, and, the, the, uh, the priest artifact also uh, says the see, old guards talk are coming. For a minute. Let me see if I can find the quote. Talk and talk and talk, talk, talk. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all fairly convinced Nazoth has to be coming, if not even other old gods being resurrected somehow. Um, and we also know that, you know, Anduin in the book is really dealing and struggling with the light. He's not struggling with it. He wants to embrace the light even more in this drastic, dire situation that's hitting Azeroth. And, um, you know, the opposite of the light is the old gods. Uh, there's even a little graph in my uh, chronicles here showing all the opposing sides to each other in this balance there's like of life. The three major ones and, are the light, uh, death, and void, right? And right, the void, and then the wild gods. Um, and thank you for Asley for that uh, five dollars. Like literally the first thing here. This little graph. I love this graph too. I think it's it's beautiful. Uh, so here's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, it's pretty big. But um, yeah, the void, the shadow, then it becomes the old gods. Oh, and then the There's titans. only one true dead old uh, god. Represent order. Uh, the That's the opposite of disorder, which is the fell in the burning legion. Life, nature. Yeah, everybody but you saw hers. So Yogg-Saron was sealed back up? Well, the thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, if you guys or any of the listeners watch Bellular's videos, but he his content is incredible. Bellular Gaming makes incredible YouTube videos on like a daily basis, but he really like dives into the lore and stuff. And one thing that he was talking Sweet. about with uh, Chronicles is that they're like there are three old gods, right? But when the Titans arrived on Azeroth, there were only three alive. So there's a potential for there to be more than the three old gods that we know about who are working behind the scenes right now. Right. That could, you know, essentially play a role in the story of Battle for Azeroth. Because like. Yeah. No, that's really good. That's really good stuff. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I lost it. We do need to move on to our next topic. But Ty, we hope to have you again, you know, talking about lore. Maybe we can do a whole lore episode one day because this has been really yeah, fun. And you're really well informed and I love it. Yeah, we'll man. So especially if I get like some more time to prepare and stuff. Because <laughs> we'll I have to do a little like, better on the storyboard. Yeah, time this was definitely time. Time. I think it's been good You were the only person who was like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, God. So. Yeah. Yeah. We've done good for just doing our best. And I, I, I you guys are great. So we're going to do our last topic. And that is. Why are cheaters growing in the gaming world at an exponential rate on the casual and professional level? And I want to start with yeah, Lad and his thoughts on that. Thing is, is interesting um, to me. I mean, I can see the allure for on the professional level since obviously there's something on the line. 
there's material gain there for them to win. And there's always going to be people who are willing to cheat for material gains. Um, in, at the lower tiers, it's always like, there's kind of a, a disconnect for me. I just can't understand it. It's like, cause what are you, you're just cheating for the, the sake of like hollow glory. You know what I mean? Just to, yeah, show a better win loss rate on your profile or something. That yeah. Nobody's ever hardly going to look at anyway. Like it seems, I don't know, narcissistic almost, or, uh, it's just like they're lying not only to everybody else to also the, to themselves because they haven't actually accomplished anything unless it's the accomplishment of, oh, look, look, I got away with something. But how empty is that? Yeah, empty indeed. I I want to say at least I, I can speak for me and Devin. We bump into cheaters daily. In fact, we were playing Rainbow Six Siege before the uh, when we finished our test today, and we bumped into a guy who killed me and Devin immediately without aiming at all. He looked at us, and both of us were dead. He didn't zoom into his his sights or anything. He just went and he he locked onto both of us. We were like, "Really, dude?" Um, I we actually uninstalled player unknowns battlegrounds last week i did at least because i was like i am done constantly being killed 10 miles away from where that person shot me and i just can't do it me and devin actually in duos used to be in the top 15 percent in the world and now we've been knocked down to like 34 percent because all the cheating and it's like what do you have to gain uh why do you need to cheat? It's such a low tier. And then the same, like I had a guy insult me on Twitter. He was like, oh, well, you must be a real low tier on Rainbow Six Siege ranked because, you know, um, you, everyone cheats, you know, uh, on high tier. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I said, I admit it. I was like, yeah, I'm a low tier. I've never said I was good at Rainbow Six. Um, however, uh, I have noticed that they're cracking down on cheaters in Rainbow Six Siege. We still bump into them, but at least they're cracking down on them. And what I'm noticing is PUBG is not responding at all. Nothing has been done to stop right, so cheaters. It's just a race because I mean you have to constantly right be on it. Fortnite to, uh, keep cracks up down on it like crazy. What is it? So uh, unless they keep on it constantly, they're never going to actually get rid of the cheaters. And PUBG isn't willing to actually put forth right. the effort to keep up with the cheaters themselves. They don't put the time or money forward. I would say, yeah, that that's a really good point. Yeah. I agree with Frasley here. The, the funding is like a huge thing. And it's, it, it, if you, anyone knows blue hole gaming was offered sponsorship by Fortnite, Epic games. And, that individual who runs PUBG turned it down. So, and then they went on to make Fortnite. <laughs> so, um, but it's just, it's interesting to me. It's happening everywhere. And pros, like we said, have tangible reasons. Yet, it's, it's more common for people who aren't. So, you're showing off things that aren't real to people. 
And what I was telling Lad is, you know, there's even rings of this, you know, my, for instance, my girlfriend's Chinese and, uh, she talks about a lot of things that go on there and some of her friends and the people they've met, you know, they actually, uh, like in wow, they farm gold and they sell it. Um, they do this in other games too, to give you like a PUBG account with the, the cool, uh, jacket, you know, the player unknowns trench coat to have all the items and gear and skins and then they'll turn around and sell it for a profit and i was like you know that would make more sense why people cheat so much like said, I mean, but it's funny are because people are still skins, paying so they made for what, things that 300 million dollars in like a month on fortnite um and i just and, uh they're obviously making definitely enough money to keep up yeah. with the cheaters but PUBG doesn't have that element uh, they're not willing wow. to put forward the money, and it keeps going downhill. And the more it goes downhill, the less money they make. And it's just a downward spiral until they collapse. Right. Which sucks. I really want PUBG to come back on PC. However, the mobile version's kind of good. I still bump into bots on it, too. But at least less than... On PC, I can honestly say I haven't uninstalled the mobile version. Like the lar- the largest form of cheating um, that I deal with in my like day to day life is when pushing the Diablo leaderboards, and botting is a huge thing in the oh, Diablo yeah. community. And if you want to get it, like rank one on a seasonal leaderboard, it's almost impossible without botting or without just completely no lifing it and literally you know playing. 15 hours a day yeah you gotta know life um so it's hard to be competitive in you know games where you know botting is the thing and then blizzard well uh, they don't you know a small indie company they can't really keep up with all the bots. they don't enforce it like they should though but they try they try to you know they do a a while but an add-on a layover for diablo i remember was really big Yeah, Turbo HUD. Uh, they they don't enforce that, and oh, it's the same route uh, that cheaters it, use uh, turbo to actually cheat the game. They don't keep up with yeah. Turbo HUD. They don't keep up with actual mm-hmm. cheaters, and because it's not constantly making money for them, they don't put right. forward that money to keep the cheaters out. It's hard to say like how much effort a company really puts towards stopping cheaters because like even if they do work on it in the background like like you mentioned earlier it's a race like as soon as like a company will find like a way to you know secure uh, their product from you know botters or cheaters uh, most of the time the people who develop that software to cheat in these games are already two steps ahead of them so it really does require like a lot of time and resources for a company to try to keep cheaters out of their games. But really what is like the, what's the motive for the game developers to keep these people out of their game? I mean, how does it affect them negatively? And if it doesn't, then why should they focus time and resources? I mean, they're hurting their business indirectly. Because, these people I mean, that people are really cheat, hurting people their business. Don't play their you game. know what I mean? So as long as it's, it's you know popular kind of, and relevant, they'll continue putting that money in to keep the cheaters out. But if it's going downhill, if it's an old Call of Duty, uh, 
you know, some game that a lot of people aren't playing, they're not going to put that money forward. It's terrible, but it's it's always the bottom line. Well, it's kind of uh, also they're, like they're you see microtransactions I don't know, cosmetic ones, but in the I can understand the cutter stuff. Oh, but they and, have been. Everything. They are. But I also wonder. I also think that like microtransactions are kind of an incentive for people not to cheat. Like, because if you think about like World of Warcraft, for instance, like you used to go through like third party websites and stuff to buy gold from Chinese gold farmers or whatever. And wow, uh, Blizzard's answer to that was the wow token where you can actually buy in-game gold now through Blizzard securely. And it still exists. The farming does exist. Fortnite Fortnite doesn't have that cheating problem that every other game has because they did go down, you know? But their cosmetic skins pay for the game being upkept. And you can also buy the Those microtransactions are, they aren't pay to win. They're cosmetic, and they pay for the upkeep of the game for the people that want to play right. for free. Right. Right. Well, guys, that about wraps it up. We've gone a little bit over time. Um, and I want to thank you guys all for doing this. This was an amazing effort. We put this together in just a couple weeks, and... I'm really proud of all of you and I'm really happy with all the fans who showed up. I'm really happy with all the followers we got. Um, I really like the discussions we've had. I like there was interaction between us and the audience and I hope we can continue to do this. Um, and so, yeah, yeah I'd very, like to give cool, a little round of applause for, for everybody. Fun. Good job, everybody. Number one in the books, right? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> and cue dramatic music. Nah. Okay. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. And um, we really hope to see you all again. We'd love to talk to you. Please hit us up on Twitter. Like I said, I am connected to this thing. It's my arm, even though I don't even like Twitter. No offense. Actually- I mean, Twitter's okay. I just never used it till now, but I'm liking it. Um, please hit me up. It's uh, Orc Public Radio on Twitter. Yeah, it should be on the screen. Um, You can also um, email me, um, but I'm going to put that on the Twitter, so you have to go to Twitter to find the email. Um, Also, before we end, I'd like to say, um, Uh, you guys, do you have a way for people to reach you? I have one right now. (laughs) Um, Because if you'd like the fans to communicate with you, just let them know. Okay. Ty, do you yeah, have a place people um, can reach you? You can follow me on Twitter at Intune Gaming, uh, E-N-T-U-N-E Gaming. And, uh, yeah, feel free to follow me on there. Reach out to me. If I said something stupid, feel free to let me know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, I mean, Lad lives in a hovel and, uh, with I a sleep, bunch of furbolgs. I sleep His ancestors. His red moss. And, uh, uh, I maybe I will venture out and set up some method of communicating with me for some god foreseen reason somebody would want to that I might let everyone know next time. 
<laughs> but nobody was that's the best to talk to ever. That is patent. He also is a professional <laughs> mixed martial artist. He doesn't like to I'm show that anything. off. He's semi-pro. I mean, that's true. He is a jujitsu master, nice. gold medalist. Yeah. He is a gold medalist. And every time he says, oh, I went to a competition, he shows me <laughs> six gold medals. And I'm like, dude, I, I, got, I got participation trophies. I got no, a plastic. We absolutely, we absolutely yeah. can have an I episode. I hope we can talk about jujitsu. Jujitsu is probably like, the uh, number one nerdiest martial arts there is. <laughs> Dude, I would have loved, yeah, absolutely. I would have loved it is a nerdy martial art. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we lost that person when we talked about jujitsu. I am ashamed of you. All right. Um, so, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, any tips or anything from you, podcasters? Feel free to let me know because we definitely want to learn from this experience as much as anyone else. And we really loved it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Also, heads up. Uh, I know some of the topics for next week is, of course, going to be Battle for Azeroth because it releases next week. Duh. But also, we're going to try and have some um, female gamers on the show because we're going to be talking about women in gaming. We're going to be talking about the wage gap between men and women in the gaming industry um, and in professional gaming. For instance, there's, uh, I found a source that said 762% wage gap between men and women in the gaming industry uh 9% of developers are women so there's definitely like some gaps here and we wanted to look at that and look at the facts on that so we hope you uh look forward to that and feel free to add to the discussion and tell your friends about us and uh you know hit us up we're willing to talk so thank you for tuning in um please join us again in two weeks for our next episode Thanks, guys um later yeah so, thank you. All right, just turn off volume and then keep the ending there so they can follow. <laughs> I got to pee like nobody's business. Oh, that was uh, that was fun. Never been on a podcast before. I like. Obviously, when you guys started going on about the the wow stuff, it's like I don't really yeah, have anything. Next time, it gives us uh, like a outline of what's going on, that way we can actually look into like, everything and know what's going on. Right. Yeah, but I just like listen listen to you guys talk about wild lore, and then I would just like pull up and just reading random things on like the Wowpedia or whatever. It's definitely a deep uh, deep. There's lore. so much, so much stuff here. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, what were oh, you yeah, thinking? I can't you guys want to shut down all this shit. Play another game or two of Hots? So I have to wait for him <laughs> to get back, but everything else is good.
right on. I'm gonna close out of this Discord and everything. No, it went uh, it went down after a few seconds. Oh man, sorry. Oh, um, are people still able to see the ending? Oh, I wanted to play our outro music.